0: I'm not in a position to tell you how any of this is going to end. I'm not a doctor or a scientist. I never even went to college. But if it's ever of use to anyone to know how it started, I was there. I saw everything.
1: Mysterious deaths are on the rise. Is it a pathogen, an alien invasion, or domestic terrorists? Welcome To Earth Stories.
0: My brother had a long weekend from college and asked me if he could crash on my couch for a few days. He's always wanted to see New York and was proud of my new job as a copy editor at the magazine. Of course, he wanted to celebrate, and to him, that meant more than beers, more than pizza and Hulu.
2: Come on, we're in New York. I want to move, I want to form tight bonds with people that I'll never see again. I want to be surrounded by life, you know? Or else, what's the point in the big city? My job is here. Come on, Will. You work from home. I still have to go in for meetings. Sometimes. Whatever. Don't make me do this alone. I don't want to trust the Yelp rating. I want somewhere you've been. Somewhere you know I'll like. Somewhere where there's lots of people who are there to have a good time. And you want me to go with you? Yes, I want to spend time with my brother. You never go out. Don't you sometimes just want to soak in a bath of humanity enjoying
0: life? That was the difference between us. He felt this flow of endorphins from everyone around him. He's always jazzed up and partying. I only feel... That people are encroaching on my personal space, dragging me into conversations I have zero interest in, and God forbid, making me dance.
2: No way. Well, too bad, because tonight we're going
0: out and you're
2: sitting at the popular kids table.
0: I ended up taking him to the woods in Williamsburg. I only knew about it from the taco truck on the patio out back, but my co-workers hang out there. It was trendy. There was a dance floor, and it was a short cab ride from my apartment in Bushwick. Getting out of the cab, though, it felt like it was a mistake. There weren't any lines yet, but I could see in through the front windows, and it just looked like a fire hazard. with people packed in, elbow to elbow. I never imagined a Thursday night would be so bad. James turned towards me with a broad grin and plowed in through the open door before I could say anything. Oh well. I could survive one night if it made him happy. That was the idea anyway. I caught up with James at the bar. He ordered a bottle of cerveza and turned to scope out the room, leaning with his elbow on the bar. I ordered my standby rum and coke. Moments later, this dark-haired, lovely ducked through the crowd and emerged just between James and me.
3: Desculpe me.
0: She flashed a contagious smile at each of us and tapped on the bar with her credit card. She wore a shifty, shiny gold top and a short skirt. Her dark skin glistened, and she never stopped dancing. Tap, shuffle, tap, shuffle. All within that one square foot each of us had available.
3: Another green one, por favor.
0: The bartender smiled and left, apparently knowing what she meant. My brother made his move. I love your accent. Are you from Mexico? I don't know if he was out of practice or just not paying attention, but it was a crappy move, so I jumped in. You have to excuse my brother. He's a bit of a heathen. That was Portuguese, right? This beautiful young lady is from Brazil.
3: Oh my, very good. I'm from Rio de Janeiro.
0: She smiled at me again. It's amazing how some people's expression can change how you feel i'm not saying i was in love or that i was suddenly comfortable in the crowded bar but i almost wanted to laugh from her contagious happiness her smile so contagious and open said that life was always good and she had never been hurt
2: all right party people make some noise (laughs) rio huh what brings you
0: to new york The bartender brought her a shot of Midori and a bottle of water, which he traded for her credit card. Obrigada. She quickly downed the shot.
3: I'm on holiday with friends. I've been here all week and I have to leave tomorrow, so I'm living the most I can today.
2: I wish I met you days ago. I could have shown you around.
0: My brother lied. He didn't know Bronx from battery. I wish too. She screwed the cap on her water bottle.
3: I was so sick, though. I couldn't leave the hostel for three days. It wasn't fun.
0: Well, I'm glad you're feeling better. James raised his glass. She knocked it with her water bottle, then turned towards me. I clinked it with my glass, already feeling like a third wheel.
3: I woke up this morning feeling in crivel.
0: I had no idea what the word meant. But she made a fist and flexed her arms, such as to say, healthy, hearty, and strong.
3: I had to make up for all my lost time. I want to laugh. I want to dance. I want to know what American boys taste like.
0: My brother and I stood up a little straighter. (laughs) She laughed musically and drank deeply from her bottle. She set it down and put a hand on each of our arms.
3: Do you dance?
0: No, but my brother does. His eyes said thank you for him. The girl scribbled on the bottom of her bill and stuffed her credit card into her waistband. Then she pulled James onto the dance floor. I turned to watch them, sipping on my drink. I was glad for him. This is exactly how he wanted to spend his break. Though she was gorgeous, exciting, exotic, and tempting... I wasn't going to compete with James. This was his weekend. I watched them dance for a few moments. Then the crowd filled in around them. And I turned back towards the bar and my rum and coke. Reminder, whatever happens in the club stays in the club, including the beers. The music screeched and thumped. My inner ear followed every beat with a tiny hiss of its own that felt like cilia activity dying. It was hard to believe this was fun for anyone, much less the majority of humanity. The spots James and the girl left were quickly filled in. It only occurred to me now that I had no idea what her name was. The man next to me slid his elbow further and further in front of me to make room for his buddies. I picked up my drink and reached between them for James's beer bottle before stepping away. The dance floor was a navigational nightmare of colliding bodies oblivious to everything around them. Excuse me. A pickpocket could make a fortune in seconds. The patio out back was equally off limits with the lines in the washroom filling up the space in that direction. I looked for a television, anything to divert my attention while I finished my drink. There was nothing. I started bobbing to the beat just to not look stupid standing there by myself.
3: Come dance with us.
0: A pair of arms snaked around my waist. I turned to find the girl smiling at me. Her scent was earthy and primal. The thought of waking to that lingering flavor on my bedsheets was intoxicating. I looked past her and locked eyes with my brother dancing at the edge of the dance floor. He raised his eyebrow and motioned with his head, encouraging me. No, thank you. I I don't dance. Well, come on. I'll teach you. No, no. I mean, I don't enjoy dancing. She leaned forward and tugged at my earlobe with her teeth.
3: I promise you will enjoy it with me.
0: She slowly slid downwards, swaying her hips. Every part of me responded to this invitation. In that moment, I let go and imagined myself on the dance floor with her, following her motions, trading off with James, fitting in with everyone around me, losing my train of thought and living in the moment. Then I thought of after. She showed every sign that she intended to go home with one of us, maybe both of us. And that led to more nightmares. Uh, you go ahead. I'm just going to watch. She made a face, suggesting it was my loss, then turned and danced back over to James. The two quickly disappeared into the crowd. I sucked my drink down in several quick gulps. Still, my throat felt like sandpaper. Man, only if she had a sister who frequented chess clubs. The discomforts of the room quickly asserted themselves over my thoughts. People pushed past on their way between bar and dance floor, nearly knocking my glass from my hand.
3: Sorry, dude.
0: The mix of bad cologne and foreign sweat invaded my nostrils. The music went into a shrill crescendo. For what felt like an eternity.
2: I can't hear you.
0: (laughs) Before dropping to a bass line accompanied by the entire dance floor jumping at once the ground beneath me moved probably only slightly but it felt like it was falling I had to get out the very room was trying to expel me like a cancerous growth I caught sight of James and the girl she had her arms around his neck and their eyes were locked they would be fine. I could make my escape and their night would only get better. James could Uber back to my place, and if he truly needed me, he had his phone on him. I turned to the bar, squeezing between people to set my empty down. Then I swam upstream to get past the bouncer. You can't take that outside. I looked down, realized I still had James's beer. I handed it to the bouncer and stepped outside. The autumn night air was cool and sweet in my lungs. A breeze lifted the sweat, some of it mine, some not, from my exposed skin. The baseline that evicted coherent thought dimmed quickly to background levels, and the sounds of traffic on the nearby bridge signaled my return. To the normal world. The pressure in my head slowly relaxed. I took one last look in through the window and stopped. People were backing away from the center of the dance floor. Several people had their phones out aimed at James and the girl. James was standing, mouth agape, fear and shock in his eyes. The girl was still dancing but doing an odd move involving a deep backward bend. Then I saw her face contorted. Her eyes bulged, her mouth stretched to its limits, her jaw set at a painful angle. Something's wrong. Before I could finish my thought, the girl disappeared in a blast of blood and chunks of flesh. A gray cloud followed. It quickly filled the room and covered the windows in fine dust. Panic set in, and a humid flood poured out of the door. People fell to the ground and were quickly trampled. Screams filled the air as I stood motionless. The last thing I saw before dust obscured everything was James covered in gore. Call 911! The sound of my own voice broke me from my paralysis. I ran to the door, but quickly was pushed back by the tide of bodies rushing to escape. Call 911! I pulled people off the sidewalk and out from under the trampling feet. I wish I could say it was some humanitarian gesture, but I was just trying to get to James. The doorframe bulged with the press of escapees. I tugged on arms to break up the blockage. People spilled out, and ran in all directions. They were all covered in the same gray dust. The sight brought back flashes of all those videos of the towers collapsing. I held on to one arm. Call 911! She nodded at me, though her jittery motions and wide eyes betrayed the shock she was in. I continued pulling people free. More bodies filled in. I couldn't even see individuals. It was just one solid, fleshy object of screams and reaching limbs. I reached in and pulled. Hands clung desperately to me. Over and over again, I wrenched people out and more filled the gap. As I clutched one failing arm, my hand slid out its grip and came away covered in blood. I reached back in with both arms, but lost it among all the reaching limbs. I pulled and pulled and suddenly out poured James. He was alive. I dragged him away from the
2: chaos.
0: (coughs) James coughed and heaved. He made it to the curb. He collapsed and vomited into the gutter. The same gray dust was plastered to the blood and sweat that covered his body. I pulled my shirt up to cover my nose only then, realizing my hands were covered in the same mixture of blood and dust, James coughed up the last of his stomach contents. He stood, looking for a clean spot on either arm that he could wipe his face with, but there was none. Blood and bits of flesh covered him from head to toe. What the hell happened? He shook his head instead of answering. His brow was creased with shock and questions of his own. He had no idea. We need to go to the hospital. No. Why the hell not? Look at me. They're gonna think that I
2: did it. Did what? I don't know. There must've been some bomb in her purse, behind her, inside of her. Maybe the bartender slipped or something. Doesn't matter. I'm the one covered in her.
0: What are you suggesting? That we flee the scene? that we burn the clothes to destroy the evidence? Dude, everybody is fleeing the scene. Look around you. I'm
2: not gonna hang around here waiting to get arrested.
0: Okay, okay, but no cab is gonna stop for us and we can't walk 22 blocks in New York without people noticing. James started unbuttoning his shirt. Give me your shirt. What? No. What's gonna attract more attention? Two guys walking around shirtless in October, or one of them covered in blood. The blood isn't even the most disturbing part. Chunks of bone, strands of hair plastered to his skin. James wiped off his shirt and balled it up. I need your shirt to wipe myself down. Clean my face a bit so I can pass. I started unbuttoning my shirt. I like this shirt. He transferred most of the blood and gore from his face to my shirt then turn it inside out and bundle his shirt inside it. We walked back to my apartment, passing several groups of people, but no one challenged us. James went to the shower. I turned on the news, trying to distract myself from the thought of my drain clogging with the remains of a beautiful Brazilian girl.
2: Another news story we're tracking this hour is a disturbance at a popular local club. Police are on the scene trying to piece together what led to the panic. Witnesses claim there was an explosion, but whether this was a prank in poor judgment or something more serious was yet to be determined.
0: This is Mark Cuban reporting. By the morning, it was the same story.
2: Investigators are calling it a terrorist attack. As you can see, representatives from the CDC are wearing hazmat suits as they go in and out of the nightclub. Their goal is to determine whether anthrax may have been dispersed and are asking anyone who may have been exposed to contact of the number
0: on the screen. My blood drained from my body, and I had to sit up to keep myself from falling down. Anthrax? Hey, James! If it was Anthrax, he got it full in the face, breathed it in for... How long did I spend clearing the doorway? Several minutes, probably? There could be no argument now. I had to get him to the hospital. James didn't respond. After his shower, he collapsed on my bed and I let him have it. I bleached and drained my shower like I was detailing a car. Then I took the couch. I pushed the bedroom door open a crack and called out again. James? No response. My blackout curtains were drawn and the only other light source in the room were my bedside lamp and the dull red glow of the alarm clock. I pushed open the door to let in the light from the kitchen. Turn it off! Sheets shifted and the vague shape of a pillow flopped over in the darkness. Good. At least he was alive. I stepped inside and closed the door behind me. Wondering if I should be breathing in the same air, he was exhaling. Uh, James, they're saying it was a terrorist attack. That it may have been anthrax. We've got to get you checked out. No hospitals. Are you not getting it? Anthrax, James. You could die. I feel fine. Oh yeah, then why the blackout curtains? The sunlight hurts my... (coughs) I didn't sleep. Of course he didn't sleep. I'm amazed I got any. Still, we should get you checked out. He moaned like he was going to argue. But I continued... Raising my voice. You're clean now. Trust me. Any DNA that was on you is down my drain and bleached to oblivion. I hid last night's clothes so you don't have to worry about that. And there's no reason to connect you to the girl's death. Except there was. While news crews and the CDC were talking about the girl, TikTok had gone viral.
3: I'm going to play for you like the strangest video ever
0: with several videos of her dancing oddly, then just gone. At least one I found clearly showed James in the moments before the explosion. At ground zero, when the clouds of dust fill the screen a moment later. No hospitals. I'm fine. I just need some rest. I hesitated. Was I going to report my brother against his will? What was the alternative? Let him die lying in my bed when I could have done something? Okay, come over here. Let me feel your head. Okay, Mom. His forehead was clammy, but it wasn't hot. Fine, but please tell me if you're feeling worse. It's still a work day for me, so I'll be right over there. Thanks, Mom. I let him be and tried to turn my attention to work. I had 43 unread emails. Late for a Zoom meeting and not one cup of coffee. I pulled a can of double shot from my fridge and jumped in the call.
2: Janet and Will is in charge of the marketing campaign. Karen and Josh is the head of research. This is our big break, so I want you all to work together as a team.
0: My mind drifted and I had trouble focusing on the client's needs. I pulled up another tab and looked up the early symptoms of anthrax exposure. Vomiting check loss of appetite maybe he hasn't eaten anything since showing up yesterday fever Eh, not so much i looked through the rest of the document for sensitivity to light but it never came up with that out of the way i was better able to concentrate on work
2: with that being said we will move ahead of the competition and will surpass our quarterly objectives No longer will this magazine play second fiddle to the corporate elites.
0: I poked my head back into the bedroom during my lunch break. But it seemed like James was sleeping. I stuck around long enough to be sure he was still breathing and let him be. After work, I was more forceful. Come on, James. You slept through the entire day. I'm worried about you. James propped himself up on his elbows. What time is it? Just after six. Let me feel your head. Don't call me mom again. It's getting old. Jeez, fine. He sat up a little further and started coughing. (coughs) I held my breath, thinking back to the COVID days. Should I be wearing a mask? His head felt fine. Not clammy, like before. And definitely not hot. How are you feeling? Are are you hungry? You haven't had anything since yesterday. I I could eat. I don't know.
2: A a little stiff. Still tired, though. and really thirsty.
0: What do you you have? I have DoorDash. We had foe and spring rolls and watched the news some more.
3: A White House spokesperson confirmed it's not an anthrax attack, but urged anyone who was there to come forward and get tested. Department of Homeland Security is actively monitoring the borders and keeping track of suspicious flights in and out of the country. They said the worst thing Americans can do is to panic and are pleading with all of us to stay calm.
0: Get locked away and disappear is more like it. When did you get so paranoid? He didn't respond.
1: What you're about to see may be disturbing for most viewers so we blurred out some of the graphic details. This exclusive footage from a patron's cell phone was taken at the event. As you can see, the young lady was convulsing.
0: Please, everyone, remain calm and exit the club. And moments later, she pixelated.
3: We don't know at this hour what this dust substance is, but as you can see, it has severely blocked our view.
0: The image jerked around, and James's face came into view, stunned and covered in blood. The person filming ran past James, Showing all the customers running for the lone exit, then turn back. The dust cloud was already settling around James, still motionless. But where the girl had been, there stood a white, vaguely phallic tower, perhaps five feet tall. The segment ended with a still frame of James's face.
3: Authorities are looking for this man. If you know who he is or have seen him, please contact the police. If you wish to do so anonymously, the number is on the screen.
2: When did I get paranoid? How about it's not paranoia if they're really out to get you?
0: God, I feel like it's still on me. He left his half-eaten soup and took another shower, after which he went to the bedroom, and I didn't see him again. (coughs) James coughed a ton in his sleep. At one point, it sounded like he hoared up something nasty. But when I went to check on him, he was sleeping. I was so worried about him, but at least I knew it wasn't anthrax. I was woken the next morning by a pounding at the door. It took me a moment to register that it was my door and not someone down the hall.
4: William Mayfield?
0: She was in a lab coat and mask, and held what looked like a, a fishing tackle box. Behind her were two uniformed officers. That's me. What's this about?
4: A witness said they saw you at the woods the night before last, but you haven't come forward for testing. May we come in?
0: A cold sweat prickled my skin.
4: Well, you see, I left before, um, like, whatever happened.
0: I didn't think I had to.
4: It's still a good idea to test you in case you were exposed earlier in the evening. I'll just need a couple vials of blood. Five minutes tops. Sure.
0: I stepped out of the way and directed her towards the kitchen. The cops pushed in behind her. I pretended I didn't care. Were they here because of James? Did they know I had a brother? And if so... Did they compare his picture to the one from the nightclub? I glanced at the bedroom door. It was closed. James clearly needed medical attention. Part of me wanted to give him up and hope he will forgive me someday. The news report didn't say what they wanted him for. Maybe they just wanted to know what he saw since he was so close. The doctor sat up on my table opening the tackle box to reveal a whole array of medical equipment. She pulled out a rubber strap, a syringe, and two vials. From a different section, she pulled out a card, affixed a sticker to it, and slid it over to me with a space for my contact details. She ran a thermometer over my forehead while I filled it out.
4: How have you been feeling since that night? Any cough, sore throat, fever, stiffness in your neck, or trouble breathing? Wait, I thought they said it wasn't for anthrax. It's not, but we're still trying to determine what it was. Just answer the questions.
0: One of the cops said. He had a Freddy Krueger tattoo poking out behind his sleeve. James and all of his symptoms came to mind. He definitely had a cough. He had mentioned stiffness, but no fever. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, none of that. Then came the jab, and a moment later, she filled the two vials. She tapped a cotton swab to the crook of my elbow and folded my arm up.
4: Thank you for your cooperation. You can remove that in one hour.
0: She pulled the vials back out and slapped a sticker on each, showing me the numbers match the one on the card. Then she returned everything to the tackle box.
4: Hey, wait, how soon would
0: you know if I have...
4: As soon as we know anything, we will contact you at the number you provided on the form. We're still not sure what we're looking for, so please be patient.
0: I still had questions, but she was heading for the door. Mr. Mayfield, do you live alone? The other officer asked. What? Uh, Yes, uh, why? And where does that door lead? The bathroom door was open and easily recognized. The only other door in that direction was the bedroom. That's my bedroom. I still don't get why. You have a bed, but your couch is made up for sleeping. Was anyone else with you at the woods Thursday night? No, it was just me, and I wasn't there long. I swallowed. The cop's eyes said the couch still needed explaining. I coordinate with foreign translators. Sometimes I have to work at at odd hours. I made up accounts so I don't miss notifications. All that was true, and hopefully it read that way.
4: Mr. Mayfield,
0: do you know this woman? He held up a phone with a picture of the Brazilian girl. It was a still frame from one of the videos that had circulated before TikTok took them down. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw her that night at the bar. She said she was from Rio, but I didn't catch her name. How about this one? He swiped at his phone and held it up again. This time, it was James. They had managed to find a still frame from a video before he was covered in blood. My mind went to the bundle of bloody clothes in the garbage can three feet away. Don't worry, this story is not over. Part 2 is going to come out next week. And by the way, this story is written by Ichabob Ebenezer. So stick around for Taste of Water Part 2. Also, if you could do me a favor, since you are a listener and you're getting the benefits and the joy and the excitement from listening, then please give back. The way to give back is to... Buy me a delicious coffee.
3: How do you expect me to do that?
0: On buymeacoffee.com slash earthstories.
4: Wait, say that again.
0: Buymeacoffee.com slash earthstories.
4: All right, all right, I got it.
0: On there, you can listen free of charge to some content that's not available on this podcast. Write this down or just go into the show description and it would be right there. Buymeacoffee.com. Dot com slash earth stories or you could check out my website welcome to earthstories.com That's about it for me. I'll catch you next week. Remember, be kind to each other. Be a good earthling. And I'll talk to you soon.
1: Taste of water part one. Written by Ichabod Ebenezer and produced by York Campbell. Cast includes Katie Frost from KillToCreate.com, Leo Allen, Timothy from Create Art Podcast, Tiffany C. Lewis from Beta Reader Bits, Arjun from the Deep Into History Podcast,
3: How Deep Do You Want to Go?
1: And Chris from Podtastic Audio. To find out more about our cast and to see the artwork for this episode, please visit welcometoearthstories.com. Remember to give back to the show by buying York a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash earthstories. I'm Shantae from ctamarketing.biz. Thank you for listening and see you next time on Welcome to Earth Stories.